This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Or if you would like to join the conversation as well, visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. This morning, it's all about parenting. We're joined by three parenting experts. We're joined by licensed family and marriage therapist, Simbria Hess, parenting coach with Child in Bloom, Renee Matson. We're also speaking to Jean Blair. Jean is with the Family Nurturing Center. Now, I recently came across this survey, and I wanted to get your reaction to some of the questions on this survey. And let me know how you think most parents answered this survey, starting with question number one. Do you share photos of your kids online? How do you think most parents answered that question? I would say it would depend on their age. Um, younger, yes. Older, probably not as much. Um, but I think in current media, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so here are the results. 14% on the survey say no, never. 29% say all the time. And 57% says only on special occasions. Here's the next question from the survey. Do you kiss your kids on the lips? Yes or no? No. 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 If they, when they're toddlers, if they did it to me, yes. Older, probably no. Okay. 10% (laughs) said I would, but they won't let me. 40% said, ooh, no. And 50% said, of course. Okay. Interesting. All right. The next question on this online parenting survey, to spank or not to spank? What do you think? I think it's yes. Yes. Even though they, I think they have. Yes. Yes. Probably. Yeah. This one was split 50-50. 50 say, sure, it worked on me. And the other 50 say, no way, it's abuse. Hmm. Wow. That's yeah. encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 50-50. Okay. The next question on the survey, who has it harder, stay-at-home parents or working parents? Ooh. We're not going to touch that. I'll just give you the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's probably 50-50. 50, that's a good, good response. Okay. So the answer is 7% say stay-at-home parents, 15% say working parents, and 78% says it's not a competition. Uh-huh. Well, oh, how, that's nice. Yeah, well, how enlightened of them. All right. Yeah. few more. All right. At what age is it appropriate to get your kids a cell phone? We kind of talked about this. And I'll give you the percent. What do you guys think, really, just off the cuff? Junior high. Yeah, so. middle school Seventh was kind of grade. for us. Okay, mm-hmm. 1% said kindergarten. <gasps> wow. 13% said when they can pay for it. And 34% said in fifth grade. And 52% says not until high school. I think a lot of people are doing fifth grade. I just don't know if kids are ready to do that. It yeah. makes me nervous. I just talked about the maturity thing. So fifth grade, you need to really rethink yeah. that unless you have a really mature child. I found out the hard way. All right. Since you have kids, how is your sex life? Is it better, worse, or the same? With children in your house, is generally speaking less. So is that better or worse? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the same. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. You don't. You don't know. She's afraid to touch that I'm one. I'm not touching it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So this is how it went. Twelve percent said it's better now. Forty-two percent said it's the same, and forty-six percent says that it was better before kids. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so that's it. That that was just a fun survey I came across, and I thought it would be fun. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're talking about parenting. We're talking to three parenting experts. Now, let's say, you know, we always say that parenting doesn't come with a manual. But the four of us, our creative minds, if we were to come up with a parenting manual, what's one thing that we have to put in this parenting manual? Let's add to it. Wow. Ritual and routine. Okay. Would probably be first. For me, it would probably be start with ritual and routines. Um, Most children learn best by structure and routine. Um, And so I would say routine, bedtime routine, breakfast routine, how you handle the day routine, that the more routine and the more ritualized it is, generally the better your kids behave, the happier the family is, and the less stress it is. So I would probably start with ritual and routine. Okay. The manual begins with routines. Gene, what do you got to put in there? Okay, since we have the structure part, the the next part would be the nurture part. Um, We've already mentioned this before. Uh, Praise, uh, being positive, catch our kids being good. That's what we need to build on. That's what we need to focus on. Awesome. Those are that's exactly what I would say too. But and and also um, with the structure or any skill and just any skill that a child's trying to learn or anything that's not working, assume they don't know how to do it, and it's your job as a parent to teach model, practice, 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 um, that it's our job to kind of show them the ropes of how we behave or how we get along, how we function in our day. So teaching and modeling and practicing. All right. Good, good. Got three really great entries into this owner's manual. So I don't know how far it's going to go from there, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll take note of that. Okay. Now let's talk about advice. I'm going to mention some categories that parents might fall in. Let's give us the biggest piece of advice as parenting experts that you would give them. First time parents, they have a newborn baby in the house. What do they need to know? My first thing is know about sleep deprivation because that is huge. Nobody warned me about that. You become this new parent and it was just, that is the thing for me. That was the thing for me. So that's what I would say. Cimbria. As for help, I think that's what I didn't do well um, with a new baby because of the sleep issue. I would just try to do it. And you're right. Sleep deprivation is major. Um, And but I think ask for help. Ask Ask for people around you for help. Sleep deprivation. Ask for help. Gene. There's no such thing as spoiling a child that's an infant. Okay. Be responsive to the needs. You're not messing them up. You're helping them. You're helping them attach to their needs. All right. And um, just setting up little routines for yourself and for them that I know they're an infant, but just kind of to see that there's a method and almost like a rhythm to this and that, and you're going to try to, you know, it's not going to be perfect every day, but you're trying to kind of find your baby's rhythm and kind of mold that together with your rhythm and, and through that connecting by following the child. And then you kind of create this rhythm between you two. I always tell this story. Um, when we had our first, um, so my wife spent a lot of time like in the separate room with him, like in the family rooms, you know, nurturing and things like that. And she was like, okay, you're working. Um, um, I'll let you rest. It was probably the only time in 24 years that I actually really missed her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time together. It was like, I was in the room by myself. And one day I woke up, I said, I actually miss you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, let's talk about um, parenting 
children with special needs, what advice would you give to parents? And Renee, look at, she's brightening <laughs> up because that's something that she works with. Um, so I'll let you hit, yeah. hit on this one. So, um, you know, I teach teachers who will, who will work with children with special needs at Xavier University. And this is near and dear to my heart is that, again, that follow the child and to see that um, they have strengths. They all children have something, have some kind of a gift and that we need to understand who they are and what their specific needs are, just like any child, and that we offer supports and we plan them into our day. And we know that when we offer those supports, we allow them to participate and function in their day today as best we can. And they're, again, making slow but steady bits of progress and that we won't change who they are or fix some things, but we will love them anyway and know that they've got things to offer our family. And without them in our family, we would just be lost because they have so much to offer. All right. Good advice, Renee. Parents in a blended family situation, what advice would you have for those parents? I guess advice for a blended family would be um, to not expect everything to blend very rapidly. I think the stat is something like seven to nine years for a family to have their own set of new rituals and functions, how they work together in a smooth way. So to keep your expectations reasonable um, and just be kind while you're doing it. Um, Because blending a family is really difficult and very emotionally charged because everyone brings in their own sets of expectations that you may not have had any way to know about or prep for. Gene, you deal with this. You deal with men. Parenting, dad, from a dad perspective, what do you want fathers to know about parenting? Wow. Um, there's so much to we could unpack with that. Uh, one of the things that if you want your children to respect you, respect them. Too many times we demand respect. And respect is something that is earned, and we have to give it to receive it. And sometimes we get that messed up as dads with the respect thing. Um, As dads, continue to play with your kids. That's how dads teach and interact. That's super important, and it is okay for dads, and I would encourage dads to share a little bit more of their feelings. It's okay for kids to cry, to see dad crying that that's all right. And for some reason, we have these stereotypes of what masculinity is that we, we kind of challenge a little bit because our kids, uh, they need to know it's all right to feel sad. It's all right to be angry and to be able to talk about those things and to be able to talk in, with dads. And sometimes with dads, we get so when it becomes an emotionally type thing, what do we do? We want to defer to mom. And uh, that would be my thing. Don't don't shy away from those moments when they come. You know, kind of, oh, no, those are great opportunities. And I'm learning as a dad, too, that, you you know, I could, the kids need to know that you're not always right. And that's like, and dad's oh. not always perfect. And dad doesn't. So I apologize to Absolutely. my Absolutely. You know, that's such a positive you, thing. You, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, we'll, we could be like, well, I think it's like this. or And, and I'll find out, okay, dad was wrong. I'm saying, sorry, I was wrong on that one. You were mm-hmm. right. I was wrong on that one. It doesn't happen a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens. Okay. Single parents. What do we want single parents to know? I think it kind of goes back to what Simbria said is to to get the support you need, too, because it can be hard to do it all on your own. And so you to have have an outlet of support whatever that might be, whether it just be a friend or someone that you can lean on 
to talk things through, to brainstorm with. So that would be something for sure, I would say. And then also just to, like anybody else, just to set routines and systems and traditions and rituals within your home and, and who we are as a family. We're a family and we're complete just as we are. And what is it that we do together and what do we, how do we act and and how do we respond to each other? That we have systems with it. Okay, and this is something we don't often deal with. But parenting—I don't know if it's parenting at this point—but parents of adult children, what advice would you have for them? My kids are now twenty-one and twenty-three, so I'm I'm learning about how to parent from the change from when you get to tell them what to do to trying to partner with them, um, and that that you have to wait for them to ask for help in some situations, even though you want to step in and say that is going to blow up in your face. Uh, it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of wait and let them learn it themselves like we did. Um, I'm finding that fairly challenging as a human. Um, and as a parent, it's kind of hard to watch them do things that I know that's not going to go well. Um, but you have to kind of let them. But I would say the switch from parenting children that are in your home to adult children that are out of your home is is kind of more partnering with them and changing your relationship somewhat to more of a not a peer relationship because if you're their parent you're going to be their parent till both of you are no longer on the planet um, and it's different than being a friend I never think that you should try to become best friends with your child you should be their parent no matter what um, because there's only one mom and one dad that we get in life you get many many friends um, but I would say to try to figure out how to partner with them more um, how can I help? What do you need? Things like that. And, but you're going to have to wait for them to come to you more as they age. The only other thing that I would add, I have children now 25, 23, 21, and it is hard letting go as they get older, um, is not to let their decisions – don't take it personally. Yeah, They're learning. It's their journey. They have mm-hmm. to take – ownership of their own decisions. That's not a reflection of you as a parent. Oh, my God. That's where I was going to go there, too. I was (laughs) going to say, how do you, as a parent, then, how do you then internalize that? Because I'm sure, I mean, I'm not there yet. You know, my son has just turned 13, my oldest. But I can see if they did something that you didn't agree with or didn't reflect the moral values that you feel like you instilled in them, that, yeah, you are going to take that personally. But you're saying not so much. Well, I've just come to the realization that they are trying to figure this out. And my role is now a dad of adult children is to be encouraging, supportive, to influence when I can and have those opportunities. But I have to respect their choices, too. And sometimes that means allow the consequences of those choices to happen. I also think it's a really good just to kind of go back to what we've said a lot of times already is that to catch them catch them when they did it right when they're doing something that affected their life in a positive way like wow you worked hard on that look at all the things you did and then look what happened the consequence that came from and acknowledging it i think kids would like still like that i mean as an adult myself want to hear from a parent like wow you're doing a good job sometimes those phrases i'm just so proud of Mm -hmm. you have they just resonate for a long time yeah forever okay that's good to know because you know, it's funny because I always say my mom is my biggest fan. <laughs> and she's always, Rodney, you did such a great job. I just love this. And <laughs> I was like, okay, you're going to give me the big head after a while, you know. <laughs> but it's it's good to know as, as a parent, you know, that I'm sure that that's really good to know. Finally, this morning, we talked about some really serious things, some important things about being parents. But at the end of the day, it's all about enjoying your children. 
Absolutely. Right? Oh, definitely. And Laugh. Just, yeah. And there's no perfect way to do it. It's all going to work out. Um, just be there. Be present. Have fun. Be curious and get to know who your child is because they're not like you. They're they're different. And don't take personally when they struggle. It isn't about you that they struggle. They struggle because that's their journey. Be curious about it, enjoy it, and have fun with it because there isn't a perfect way to do this. We all just do our best. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. I think we've covered everything. Um, if our listeners, if they would like to reach out to either one of you guys, how can they do so? And let's start with Gene. If our listeners would like to find out more about you and what you do and the organizations that you're involved in, they would like to contact you because you gave some really good advice today. How can they find out more about you, Gene? Uh, probably the easiest way would be able to contact me by email or by phone. And if you, the simplest thing to do is DCCH. Google it. We're located in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, and that would be the best way to get a hold of me. All right. Um, Renee Matson, if our listeners would like to find sure. out more about Child in Bloom or what you're doing at Xavier. Sure. Um, so if they want to reach out to me about Child in Bloom, parent coaching, we do have parent coaches in Cincinnati that can work with families. So that would probably be the one way to reach with reach me is just to go to Child in Bloom, childinbloom.com. Um, and then you can reach out to our coaches specifically. I work full-time at Xavier University for the most part now. And um, so if you're interested in anything special education-wise, we have all kinds of programs for people who want to be educators and work these things into their classrooms. So um, you can reach out through Xavier's special education program that way. All right. And Simbri, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, if you're accepting new patients, if they would like to find out more about your practice, how can they find out more? Probably through their website, which would be simbriahess.com. And I'm going to spell it because I have a weird name. Simbria, C-Y-M-B-R-I-A-H-E-S-S.com. And thanks to all three of you. Thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to me this morning. I really enjoyed the conversation. Simbria and Renee, it was so good to see you again and so good to have you back on the show. And Gene, so nice to meet you. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Rodney. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You'll find out more about our guests, Simbria Hess, licensed family and marriage therapist, Renee Matson, parenting coach with Child in Bloom, and Jean Blair with the Family Nurturing Center. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged. Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday morning, man.